Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode everything you think you know about credit is a lie everything you think you knew or that somebody told you that you cannot get deleted from your credit is a lie you can delete every single account from your credit if you want to every single account every single account late payments we can get that deleted student loans we can get that deleted okay repossessions okay evictions okay bankruptcies bankruptcy is so easy bro like a lot of people don't even know that reporting of bankruptcy actually falls um under under identity theft talk about that <laughs> talk about that go ahead talk about all right that. so let, let me break it down Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Marvin Francois Show, your number one source for all things business, finance, and investing. And today is a very special day because our guest today is a fan favorite. And by popular demand, he's been on episode after episode after episode after episode to the point where this show might as well be his, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It's gotten to that point, okay? To some, he's known as the credit hero. To others, he's known as a consumer law master. This man has taught literally hundreds of thousands of people all across the United States how to do one thing and one thing only, how to get anything deleted from their credit report using consumer law mastery. And today he's here to do the very same. I'm here with the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Doreen DeLevante. What's going on, bro? Wow. You know talk that? about a present. Talk about a you know present. Talk about a presentation. On, Got me over here like, Wow. My brother, how are you? I am great, bro. Better now that I'm speaking to you. I love it. You know, I would have rolled out the red carpet. I would have had, you know, some golden chandeliers hanging down. I would have had some steel pen playing in the background (laughs) for you. I just didn't have the time. You know what I'm saying? But we're here. We're ready to give the game for the people. And I always love having you on. First off, how is life? How is everything going with you? It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm in Atlanta now. Beautiful. Um, Atlanta is different, bro. Atlanta is the spot. You 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 need to just pack up. And let's go to Atlanta. It's, bro. it's one of those places. Yeah, bro. Let's go. I love it. I love it. I, and 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 how how's I mean I would ask how business is going, but you're blinding me with the nexus <laughs> right now. So I, I guess I can put two and two together. But how's business? How's everything else coming along? Exceptionally well. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Well, you know, like I said, I, I I wasn't joking in the beginning when I said that. You know, this bringing you back is just by popular demand. You know, people that come to my company, you would think they're looking for you and not for me, man. They they they're calling in. They're asking for, can I speak to Mr. Doreen De Levante? They have questions about truth and lending. They have questions about identity theft. They have questions about this and this. You are, you're, you're a superstar out here now. I don't well, know if you know. So are you. Well, you know, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm just following your lead, man. I'm just following your lead. But For those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. my first ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever interview was done by this king right here. You know I had saying? to hunt him down for four months, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yo, I had to hunt him down for four months right. to get an interview. But we made it happen. <laughs> and, it, and it's been it's been magic ever since, man. Ever since. And I, I mean, like I said, I always love having you on because I feel like I learn, I definitely know I learn every time I come on and the people love the game on top of the game, on top of the game that you drop. So without further ado, can we, can we get into it? Oh, please, let's get it. Let's rock and roll. So the last time I had you on here, we were talking about different current events that were taking place, right? We were talking mm-hmm. about the Equifax score, score glitch situation. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the Credit Karma uh, <laughs> situation that was. It seems like every time we come together, there's more things that are going on that are affecting us as consumers. Mm-hmm. And you being the consumer law master, I would be remiss if I didn't bring you on to talk about some of these things, right? So let's talk a little bit about. I'm sure you heard about the situation with T-Mobile, mm-hmm. the T-Mobile, uh, the T-Mobile data breach. Which, by the way, as I did more research, this isn't the first time that they've not- had a data breach. They've had one damn near every year. In some cases, multiple they times. Literally, just had a recent one too. You like, understand? Re- very recent. So the T-Mobile data mm-hmm. breach. For those who don't know, there was a hacker essentially that hacked into uh, T-Mobile's database that stole over 37 million consumers' mm-hmm. uh, personal information. Now, luckily. It wasn't anything that was connected to financial information, like no bank accounts or anything like that. But it was names, 
It was email addresses, and I believe it was phone numbers. Phone numbers. numbers. Right. But what do you need to open an account? Social, mm-hmm. email, yes. phone number, right. and address. Correct. So they have all the necessities mm-hmm. to, to open any account. Mm-hmm. And this now leads into what? Identity theft. Mm. Because now you have people applying for credit in other people's name, utilities, getting so many different things in other people's name. Right. Because they have the birthday. And if in the data breach, because remember, you know, when when you sign up with these with these company, you also they ask you these challenging questions. And guess what a lot of people never pay attention to? All the companies ask the same challenge questions. The name of your first pet, the name of where you lived, your mother's maiden name. Right. They have all the information needed to go open an account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when 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 you when you look at it from that perspective, they really have all the ammunition they need. Right. So so what I saw was T-Mobile was like they're paying out like um, twenty five thousand if someone can prove that they were a victim of identity theft. And like um, 25 or 50. I'm like, from my data breach? Nah, you must be crazy because you got your phone? I want to show oh, you. Oh, come on, let's do it. I want to show you all something. This is a staple of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> come on, let's go. You know I'm always ready to go. Talk to me. So 15 USC, mm-hmm. 6801, 6801. Okay. Protection of non-public personal information. Mm. Okay, so where do you want me to go here? Please go ahead and read it. All right, so starting from A, this is privacy obligation policy, mm-hmm. right? So it is the policy of the Congress of the Congress that each financial financial institution has an affirmative and continuing obligation to respect the privacy of its customers and to protect the security and confidentiality of those customers' non-public personal information. You want me to keep going? No, you can stop right there. Boom. So that right there is the first violation of T-Mobile. They violated that section. So if I am in that data breach, right, I am suing based on that section. They failed their ongoing obligation to protect my information. Okay. Okay. That's how I'm going for the bag. Mm-hmm. Now, with a violation like this, how much money would you even be able to, with a violation like this? How? Because I think before when we had you on previous episodes, it was like $1,000 for a violation. But for something like this, this is huge. That That is huge, especially if you've been impacted and you lost opportunities. You can get actual damages. Mm. I would go for actual damages and more. Negligence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you say actual damages, talk a little bit so more about that. So actual damages would mean, let's say I went to go apply for a home or a car or or a personal loan or something. Right. And I got denied because of the identity theft that arose from that T-Mobile breach. Mm-hmm. That's actual damages. I am going for that. Right. Okay. Okay. And then you run it up the bag. Oh, 100 <laughs> 100%. 100%. But once again, this is why I love having you on when news like this comes to the public eye because so many consumers are dealing with violations on top of violations. There are probably people that are dealing with this T-Mobile situation and don't have the access to this information to know, mm. right, that they can leverage these laws that protect them as consumers to go out there and, and get reparations for these damages. Absolutely. Right? Let's take it a step further. Because that, that's just T-Mobile. Like I said, I feel like every time I have you on, I don't know what it is. Every time I have you on, something is going on where it feels like we as consumers have to deal with either a data breach or being mistreated, misconduct, whatever it may be. Let's talk about Wells Fargo. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about Wells Fargo. Now, this is a very popular bank. All right. right? This, is, this is a very popular bank. And when I heard news about this situation, more importantly, I started reading more into this. I said, I, I, I got to hear what Doreen has to say about this. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Wells Fargo was recently, um, I believe they recently uh, were ordered by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, mm-hmm. the CFPB. Uh, and they were ordered to pay, and I want to make sure I'm saying this right, $3.7 billion. It's the biggest one yet. Is it really? The biggest one today. Yep. So and and of that three point seven billion, two billion of that uh, of that money is going to a payout to cover over sixteen million consumers that were affected by what Wells Fargo did. And we're gonna get into that. It's not even enough, bro. Because when you do the breakdown, it's, it's not. It's, it's pennies not on a dollar. It's not. Because how much are they getting? Uh, it's it's uh two billion that's gonna be spread over sixteen million. So obviously b- between yeah, the, you divide that, it's it's really it's nothing. Penny, it's pennies it's, on a dollar. It's pennies, right? And then the remaining one point seven billion is actually going towards the CFPB towards what they're calling a a civil penalty fee. <laughs> as a, a civil really? penalty, yeah, Re- really, yeah. 
Really? They, they need that money for what? So the CFPB, apparently, they have a, a reserve account that they put in place for situations like this to where whenever, I guess, they have to pay consumers on behalf of violations that they're dealing with, they 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 dip into this account and I guess they serve the consumer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you what the news articles are telling me. So first okay. and foremost, I don't know if you want me to dive into what exactly Wells Fargo did or if you want to dive into it. Either way, it's perfectly fine. All right, so let's let's hear what you got, and then I'll pick it up. Okay, got you. So essentially what happened with Wells Fargo is that uh, they were sued for just misconduct towards consumers that were banking with them, and that mm-hmm. misconduct included uh, improperly denying people for mortgage modifications, mm-hmm. uh, unlawfully repossessing vehicles, <laughs> unlawfully freezing consumer accounts, uh, and illegally charging surprise overdraft fees. Now, those are just some of the main ones. There are a couple other things that are mm-hmm. sprinkled in it as well. But as consumers, why talk to us a little bit more about why this story and this situation is so important to us and how can we work against situations like this? How do we protect ourselves against things like this from happening to us? So in my university, I did a training uh, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. when I gave them some sauce on how to delete Wells Fargo and Bank of America accounts, and they got them deleted. So... We need to learn how to leverage what's going on to our benefit, right? Mm -hmm. So as consumers, we need to be educated on the things that we need to do. So when when I read this article, um, Wells Fargo was intentionally applying mispayments to people's account. Mm -hmm. Now, off the rip, it might be like, all right, but it goes deeper. So if they're intentionally applying mispayments... See, in the terms and conditions of the contract, mm-hmm. it says that if you're late for any reason, they can increase the interest rate from whatever the interest rate is to like some 25 or 28 or 30%. Crazy. Think about that. Right. Multiply that now by the amount of customers that's having those late payments added. Right. Not only that, there's a late payment fee. Mm-hmm. Multiply that by the amount of people that's experiencing it. it's a whole money making thing, bro. Right. And we would think, oh, your credit is our main concern. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And the minute you are fooled to think these banks or corporations have you as their best interest, you're going to stay with bad credit. I'm telling you. Because if we don't comprehend what they are doing, there's there's no way for us to get up. So learning now consumer law, it gives us a unique opportunity to, to get these items deleted because we know person 15 U.S.C. 1681A 2A1 that transactions and experiences are not included in the consumer report. Say the law one more time. Say it one more time. I want to make, <laughs> make sure they catch it. Go ahead. What's the law? Yeah, we're, we're going to go back over it. So 15 U.S.C. 1681A, mm-hmm. scroll down to number two to the exclusion, and it's going to say the term consumer report does not include, and then A1 says, Reports containing solely as to transactions or experiences yeah. between the consumer and the person making the report, mm-hmm. right? So we know that late payments don't exist. It only exists if people let it exist, mm-hmm. right? So for those of you who know better, y'all need to do better, right? Um, so that's the late payment part. Now, they did illegal repossessions. Well, when we talk about repossessions, we now need to think about two things for repossession. We need to think about what the state laws are for repossessions and then what federal law is saying for repossession, right? Like UCC 9, Article 6, mm-hmm. right? That deal with the federal level for, for repossession. And then when we talk about the state, each state now has their own adaptation of the repossession. So if the repossession, um, I call them repossession formalities or or, or or structure or whatever Congress puts in place mm-hmm. or the state put in place, if those weren't done to the T, all I's crossed and all T's dotted. You right. see, what, see what I did there? I right? see what you did there. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Come on now. All right. So if that wasn't done, you can actually sue this entity. Right. Not only can you sue the, the company that repossessed the vehicle illegally, but they're acting as an agent on behalf of who sent them. So now when you sue them, you can find that you can really wipe out repossession mm-hmm. and you can wipe out all of these stuff from your credit. Foreclosures. Mm-hmm. Foreclosures are illegal too. Because when we talk about Jesus, come on, talk about, you, you, you gotta go, man. Let's go. When Let's we talk it. about 1872 mm-hmm. and the Supreme Court ruling, see the mortgage and the promissory note, mm-hmm. they have to travel together. Okay. They cannot travel 
single or they cannot travel by themselves. The promise secures the note. If they are separated, then it is null and void. So a lot of the, re, uh, not reposition, a lot of the foreclosure that's happening, some of these companies don't even have the right to foreclose mm. because they're foreclosing on the mortgage. Well, if the promissory note is not with that mortgage, where is the promise to pay? Mm-hmm. Right? So that might have went out of a few of y'all heads, but look it up. Supreme case, uh, Supreme Court ruling, 1872, the mortgage and the note must travel together. Look it up. You'll, you guys will see it. Mm-hmm. And then now, wow, what else did Wells Fargo do? They did the mispayments. They the, did the, the foreclosure. Illegal surprise overdraft fees. Overdraft fees. Have you ever been hit with the overdraft fees, bro? Unfortunately. I remember. I remember. <laughs> dude, I would get up to $200 in overdraft fees, Crazy. bro. It is wild. Crazy. So I, I don't have any money, right? Mm-hmm. And you're still going to charge me... For money that I don't got. Bruh. It don't make sense. Then they put you into check systems. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even know what check systems is. Hold on, hold on. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Talk, let's talk about that. What What is... Well, for those who don't know, what is check systems? You got me spilling Let's up. go. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you're a fan favorite for a reason. Let's talk about it. What is check systems? Talk so a little bit about check that. Check systems is another consumer reporting agencies. The primarily... They provide banking information, like how you've dealt with your accounts. Did you run off with a fraud account? Do you have fraud on your accounts? Um, overdraft, did you leave a bank account in bad, in, in, in bad standings? So banks, credit unions, and different financial institutions pull a check systems report when you go apply to open a bank account. Mm-hmm. And some people would say, yo, I keep getting denied to open a bank account, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. They don't know that they're inside a check system. And just just the same way TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, check systems is no different. Check systems is a consumer reporting agency. It must abide by the rules of the FCRA. Mm. It's not special. People think they are. They're not special. They're just another one of them. So it's just another, it's essentially, like you said, another reporting agency, but more mm. specifically for bank. For account. bank and banking products, yeah. Do we, do we clean, if our check system is messed up, do we approach cleaning it the same way we would a consumer 100%. report? 100%. FCRA applies to check systems. Really? Correct. Accuracy, completeness, those are the two main factors of um, of the consumer report. It must be accurate. It must be complete. Anything <laughs> inaccurate must be deleted. So it's not what you know. It's what you can prove. And if they're saying stuff on the consumer report, well, they must be able to prove it, right? 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. This is getting good. How do we get access to our check? Because everybody knows how we get our credit report through through Identity IQ, through My Free Score now, all these platforms. How do we get our check systems report? I won't necessarily use those platforms. You're getting um you're, you're getting what you call the credit report, which is a snapshot. You want your consumer file. Go to the company directly, write them. Because if anyone right now Google's check systems, it will come up and then it's going to be an address. Write to the address. Provide your um, ID, a utility bill or a bank statement or something Mm -hmm. that shows who you are and then request a copy of your consumer report. It's very simple. Mm. Get it directly from them. Don't get it from a third party. The third party don't have all the information. So we have to make sure we're getting it directly from Mm -hmm. the check. And then from there, once we get the report, like you said, we're able to leverage the FCRA and those laws Mm -hmm. to clean it the same exact way that we would clean the credit report. Yep. All right, guys, what's going on? So right now with my guy, Marvin, and listen, I got a challenge coming up on February 20th. This challenge is going to teach you guys how to delete anything from your credit. Yep. If you guys have these co-sign accounts, these bankruptcy, student loans, charge-off, whatever you got, we're going to get it deleted. So I need you guys to go into the description, mm-hmm. click the link below, right? Click the link below because you do not want to miss this challenge. Y'all got anything for the people, bro? Listen, we got a, I think you got a course package for them as well? Oh, yeah, I got a course package for y'all too. So all you got to do is text the word credit mm-hmm. to get the Marvin and Doreen credit special mm-hmm. to 917 917- Nine nine three five two three eight, and that's it. Lock in. Let's, Let's get go. it. Let's go. Let's go. What you came on here to do today? <laughs> what you what you came on here to do today, brother? Okay, I love it. This is this is good. Can we can we go? Can we keep going? I, I want to make Bro, sure. Listen, I'm in your house. Let's get it. This this might as well be called the Durain de Levante show, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Let's 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 go a step further, right? Let's talk a little bit about you know, like I said, you're in the credit space. I'm in the credit space. You're a consumer law master, things of that nature. I'm sure when you were first coming in, even before you started learning everything you learned about consumer law mastering now, and this is something I, I've been meaning to talk to you about for some time now. One of the cardinal rules of credit 
that I'm that I learned coming in, and I'm sure you learned coming in is by don't matter what the circumstance, doesn't matter what the situation, doesn't matter who the person, place, thing, animal is. Never, ever, 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 ever co-sign for somebody. Co-sign for somebody for anything credit related. Am I right or am I wrong on that? Man, you just brought back a whole memory just now. You understand? I'm sure you have some horror stories on your <laughs> so, end. So so when I just came here to America, for those of you who don't know, who are seeing me for the first time, you know, it's late to give you an introduction, but I'm going to give you an introduction now. <laughs> My name is Doreen Delavante. I'm your favorite consumer law expert. Mm -hmm. I teach people how to repair, rebuild, restore their own credit using consumer laws. I am not from America. I'm Jamaican. I've been in this country going 13 years now, right? Very dope. And when I just came here, I didn't know what credit was. Nobody told me what credit was, knew nothing about credit. Jamaica, you either have your cash or you don't. That, that's it. You, that's either it? Have your, you have your money or you don't have it. There's no credit in between to bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. So um, after working a security job um, at a hospital in Brooklyn, I I wanted a car. I hate taking public transportation. Don't we all? I despise public transportation. Right. So I I I you know I, I scrambled together a lot of overtime, bro, and I got I think I saved up like twenty five hundred or three thousand dollars. Can't remember. I'm excited now. I'm gonna go get a car. Well, you can't get a car. You got no credit. Right. What What do you mean I have no credit? Yeah, we 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 can't give it to you. Oh. Okay, I got three grand and you just, you know, I pay monthly. Right. Nope, you don't have any credit. Can't give it to you. Do you know anyone that could co-sign for you? That's the first time I heard the word. What do you mean co-sign? So co-signing is where someone says, okay, I am going to say here that I stand security for you and I trust that you're going to make these payments. But in the event that you don't make these payments, I will be responsible for making those payments for you. Mm -hmm. And then at the time, I'm like, oh, my friend Kevin will do it. So I call my boy Kevin and I'm like, yo, Kevin, um, yo, I need a car, bro. And I can't I can't get a car. They say I need a co-signer. Don't really know what this co-signer stuff is. But if you can come down, please, you know, I really want this car. You know, Kevin's my really good friend. So Kevin came through. At the time, I was ignorant to what I was putting Kevin into. Right. See, I didn't comprehend the complexity and how deep being a co-signer. It's literally, you are taking on my responsibilities. Right. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So Kevin came through. I was responsible. I paid the car off. But dude, on a 2007 Nissan Altima, I had 75,000 miles on that car. Right, mm -hmm. I'm paying eighteen point nine zero percent interest rate Crazy. with a car payment of almost five hundred and I think seventy five dollars per month. I was a new driver, so my insurance was another the roof, yeah. three four hundred dollars. So for nine hundred dollars, bro, nine hundred dollars. <laughs> this man was working to pay his car. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah. So for nine hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. I was in a 2007 Nissan Altima with two with 75,000 miles on it. Like crazy. Bro, crazy. What year is this? That was two <laughs> <laughs> This is <laughs> What what year was this? That was 2013. Okay. About basically a decade ago. Got gotcha. you. Bruh. Crazy. Yeah. Welcome to credit, guys. <laughs> welcome to America. <laughs> welcome, welcome to America. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So so after learning what I learned now with credit, mm -hmm. you know, like it's crazy coming from the first car to now having six cars with no car notes. Uh, we won't get into yeah, that we'll, part. We're not get you that know, again. just know that um, it, life changed from a 2007 <laughs> Nissan Altima you with 75,000 miles Come on. to a Mercedes-Benz AMG GLE. Come on, man. You know? I love it. I, I'm just saying, I when you it. know better now, you can do better. Amen. So... <laughs> But dude, that first car really got me. They got, they got me good. They were whooping you. And you know who who financed it? Who? Santander. Mm. I, I'm just gonna leave that there. It's a whole nother story for us to get into. You know. But but you know, like you said, what you talked about is a very common thing that people are still dealing with today. I know, right? But you know, like you said, between then and now, you've been able to educate yourself to become a consumer law expert, to become a consumer law master, become a mentor to many. So that they can avoid the same pitfalls you fell into mm -hmm. when you were still, you know, young and figuring the credit game mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. now, right? So there's somebody who's listening to this. And I have a credit 
restoration company. I can't count on one hand how many times people are calling me and we're doing consultations and they're telling me, well, you know, I co-signed for this and dot, dot, dot. Credit score dropped X amount of points because the person I co-signed for, they they weren't able to manage this and that. There are some people who are watching this episode right now who are dealing with the same situation you dealt with and they got the worst of it. You know who always gets suckered into it? Talk to me. Girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Girlfriend and boyfriends and spouses. Yeah. So they, they'll they'll go... And this is why I don't like some car dealerships, you know. I don't like shady car dealers. Let me tell you what's going to happen, right? Talk to me. So, you know, babe, we're going to go get a car, right? We, we happy we go to the dealership. Then one person can't qualify. Then you see them do this with the hand, right? Whatever they Yeah, yeah. They do, well, see what happened was. Right, right, right. See, you can't get the car because your credit score is not good. Right. But you can co-sign. Right. And then you're in a situation now where do I say yes and be happy with this relationship? But if I want to protect my credit and say no... It might cost me this relationship. Mm -hmm. See, people don't think these are the thoughts going through people's head. You literally just put me in a position now where I have to choose if I'm going to help my partner or preserve my credit or preserve my credit. Right. And then none of y'all know nothing about credit. Fact. So now, okay, I'm in love. Oh my God, she's amazing. He's amazing. Whatever you, whatever you're into is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, and five months later. <laughs> <laughs> five months later, five months later, it's a nightmare. That person became an ex, mm -hmm. but that cosign account didn't. You yep. are still locked in. Yes, sir. And now, oh, you know what? I don't feel like paying this car note anymore. Game over. Game over. Game over. Then I get the calls. Mm -hmm. Then you get the calls. Yeah. But I'm here to let y'all know <laughs> that <laughs> despite being a cosigner, even though y'all shouldn't, never. It's still okay. We can get those accounts deleted because 15 USC 6802. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, that's why I'm here. 15, 15 USC you said 6802. 6802. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we got here. Obligations with respect to disclosures of personal? Correct. Okay. What, se so what section? This section of the law allows you to delete accounts, and a co signer account is one of them. So we're going to go with this part. Um, it falls under the Gramm-Leach-Bailey Act. Okay. So you can go ahead and read that, and then I'll break down some more stuff. I see a notice requirement. Start from there? Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is 15 USC, USC 6802. And like I say, every time we have, you know, <laughs> Durain on, this is not, these are not things that are exclusive to us. As we're going through this in the episode, you can literally pull these laws up and read. Mm -hmm. These are, this is public information yep. that's available to everybody who's watching, everybody who's listening at home and beyond, right? So let's go. 15 USC 6802 notice requirement. So except as otherwise provided in this sub-chapter, a financial institution may not directly or through any affiliate disclose to a non-affiliated third party any non-public personal information unless such financial institution provides or has provided to the consumer a notice that complies with section 6803, this title. Keep going or I'll stop. So let's break that part down. So before your information can get furnished, you have to be provided three notices or three disclosures in this case. Okay. So you're going to go through the disclosures now. So for anyone that didn't get these three disclosures, well, chances are the information that is being reported on you is being reported illegally because they didn't comply with the three disclosures that you should have gotten before your information got reported. So when we request these disclosures and they can provide it, mm -hmm. we use this chap this section, the um, B that you're going to read now, mm -hmm. and we opt out of having that information reported. Go ahead. So B is opt out. So yep. one, in general, a financial institution may not disclose non-public personal information to a, a non-affiliated third party unless A, such financial institution clearly and conspicuously discloses to the consumer in writing or in electronic form or other form permitted by regulations prescribed under Section 6804 of this title that such information may be disclosed to such third party. Keep going. Mm -hmm. B, that's one. That's one of them. B, the consumer is given the opportunity before the time that such information is initially disclosed to direct that such information not be disclosed to such third party. Mm -hmm. That's two. That's two. And three, uh, which is C, the consumer is given an explanation 
of how the consumer can exercise that non-disclosure act uh, option, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So that's three. So what that is saying is that, A, they need to say, hey, guy, we're going to disclose your information to these companies. Can we get your permission? All right, you sign that. Yes. B, now, before we report your information, you have the right to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Sign that. And then C, now, is if you decide to say no, we need to tell you what you need to do so we don't report the information. That's what that is saying. So you're supposed to get all three. When they cannot provide all three to you, now you've caught them. And this is how you get co-signed accounts deleted, amongst other things. But I'm not going to give you all, all the sauce. Come on, now. This man, this man did <laughs> not going to give you all the sauce. He, he didn't come to play. This is good. This is but really... That's how you get co-signer. You can delete co Using Leveraging this 100%. Law. I've done it many times. My students have done it many times. Mm-hmm. We've gotten late payments, come on. repossession, Keep going. open Auto loans, mortgages, Mm. whatever account you can think of. And like it brings me to my next point, my five day challenge, right? Let's do it. So the last challenge I did in what month are we in? We're now in February. In December, Mm -hmm. right? The challenge I did in December, we got over 450 accounts deleted over five days. Say that again. Okay. <laughs> say, okay. say, I want to make okay. sure, I want to make sure, I, I want to okay. make sure the producer heard you, I want to make sure I heard you, I want to make sure Bill <laughs> okay. Say it again. So, December's challenge. Mm-hmm. Every month I do a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. One month I do for consumers, the other month I do for credit, credit repair, repair business owners. owners. Right. Yeah, right? And um, I'm going to invite you to the next one too. Let's it's going it. to be dope. Let's go. So, what we do is over five days, right? Over five days, I'm giving you laser training. And this comes up to the next challenge that's coming up February 20, 24th, I think. Mm-hmm. Somewhere there, right? So, um, let me see. I think it's no. February 20th. That's what we're Yeah, that's yeah. a Monday, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so February 20th to the 24th. Yep. Uh, that's Those are the dates. So February 20th to the 24th, I'm doing another challenge. And you guys that have your co-sign accounts, your auto loans, car payments, repo, it doesn't matter what account. Say it doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't what matter. A, it doesn't matter what account you got. Come on the challenge. I assure you, the strategies I will give mm-hmm. will get you what you need done. Right. This episode of the Marvin Francois Show is sponsored by Takeoff Financial. Do you have bad credit, but are you looking to get it restored? Then look no further than my credit restoration company, Takeoff Financial, where we specialize in removing late payments, charge-offs, collections, repossessions, evictions, and so much more. All you have to do is head over to TakeoffFinancial.com. I repeat, that's TakeoffFinancial.com, where you can book a free consultation with one of our credit experts so that we can help you get one step closer to your credit goals. That's TakeoffFinancial.com. Let's help get your credit score to the moon. But back to the episode. So what we did in December was we got over 450 negative accounts deleted from inquiries to auto loans, late pay. We got so, I think December we got the most late payments deleted. Crazy. And it goes back to what I tell people. Do not ever send a goodwill letter. Mm. Do not send it. Goodwill letters are trash, garbage. Do not ever. <laughs> Hold on now. Let's let's let's, let's let's rewind because there's some people that's confused and they're like, "What's it?" Go-? Remember, there's some people that are new to consumer law, new to understanding credit restoration. So let's 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 break it down for them. First off, I'm happy that you brought that up because that was going to be the next topic I was going to get to. Let's talk about late payments, right? Late payments are huge when it comes to credit reporting because you and I know. I mean, Wells Fargo made millions off of it. You understand? Too, they made too much off of it, right? Late payments is 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 crucial because one is one of the more common things that people deal with when their mm-hmm. you know credit their credit report gets trashed, mm-hmm. and two because when we talk about you know factors of FICO which we'll get into, thirty five percent of what makes up our credit score is payment history, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one hundred and ninety two point five points. There you go, mathematician. There you go. So it's important for us to know how to deal with late payments, right? Mm-hmm. One of the thing reasons I love bringing you on here is because. You, I think, give a lot of people hope to understand it doesn't matter what is negatively affecting your report. If you have the knowledge and you're ready to execute on it, mm-hmm. that knowledge being consumer law, you can get it removed, mm-hmm. even something like late payments. So let's talk a little bit about late payments. All right. And so, let's, let's hold on. Let's also talk about goodwill because you were talking about it. <laughs> goodwill trash. For those, for, for those who don't know, explain <laughs> what is a goodwill letter? All right. So, guys, this is taboo. And, 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 uh, I like I've used Goodwill letter before and it worked. Right? Okay. Don't don't get me wrong, it worked, but let, it comes with a catch, right? Mm-hmm. So 
before I get into it, guys, there's a challenge that I'm doing this month, right? I'm, I'm letting y'all know now. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't got to wait till the end of the episode. I'm telling you now. Let's go. There's a challenge that's coming up February 20 to 24th. And the title of it, because we're in February, it's What's on Your Partner's Credit Report, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's not just specifically for couples or partners or whatever. It's if you have somebody, a friend, a lover, whoever, y'all need to come to the challenge. Mm -hmm. And for every... For everyone, I'm going to drop an offer at the end. For everyone that takes that offer, you're going to get a free general admission ticket. I love it. So let me just let y'all know Let's that from now. Let's so y'all stay around till the end of the episode. Let's go. Now, late payments, mm -hmm. right? Goodwill letters. So when I sent out the Goodwill letter, I was like, oh, you know, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, yo, let me do this with I'm a sorry. straight face. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, go. go. So, I so I was like, I'm very sorry. I know I was late. I admit I was late, but my brother had an accident and I had to send the money that I I had to send the money that I had to Jamaica. And like, even though it was true, but bro, I was pleading my soul out. And they don't care. And they don't care. Mm -hmm. they, I did get the late payment taken off, mm -hmm. but I admitted to all of that. See, later on when I learned consumer law. You know what the law told me? Talk to me. Everybody, take out your phone right now. Take your phone out, Come on including you, Marvin. Let's go. Take your phone out and go to 15 U.S.C. 1681A. Let's do it. Definitions and rules of construct. This man did not come to play. All right, we're here. Scroll down to number two. All right. Exclusions. Give me a second here. All right, I'm here. You ready? What does it say? So, uh, exclusions, except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include. The term consumer report mm -hmm. does not include. Well, let's see what the word consumer report means. So, the word consumer report means in general, the term consumer report means any written, oral, or other communication of any information by a consumer reporting agency bearing on a consumer's credit worthiness, credit standing, credit capacity, credit character. Uh, general reputation, personal characteristics, or mode of living which is used or expected to be used or collected in whole or in part for the purpose of serving as a factor in establishing the consumer's eligibility for, and then you keep going, mm -hmm. uh, credit or insurance to be used primarily or personal for personal, family, or household purposes, employment purposes, or C, any other purpose authorized under Section 1681B of this title. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. So now, did you hear anything about a FICO or a Vantage score anywhere in there? No. Nowhere in there. So when I say that your FICO, your Vantage, and your Consumer Report are all separate things, by definition, by law, mm -hmm. a FICO score does not constitute your Consumer Report. Neither does your consumer report constitute a FICO score. Okay. Your FICO score cannot exist without your consumer report. Your consumer report exists independently without a FICO score. Mm, I mean, that's based off this law. Based off the law. Okay. That's why when you go to annualcredit.com and you pull the reports, there's no scores. Your consumer report doesn't need a score. Right. A score is only a risk factor that institutions use to gauge your eligibility mm -hmm. to borrow. Right. That's all it is. They are completely different things. So for everyone that believes that your FICO score is a part of your credit report or your consumer report, I'm here to tell you, you are living a lie because it is this misinformation that leads a lot of you to, to believe that late payments exist. It does not. And we're about to prove it. Let's do it. Let's All go right, on. let's go back to the chapter. All right, so I'm hearing exclusions, right? Now, mm -hmm. we, we understand what a consumer report is. Mm -hmm. We understand how it works. Now we're in A, sub, uh, subject to section 1681S-3 of this title, any, and then I go to I. Mm -hmm. So report containing information solely as to transactions or experiences between the consumer and the person making the report. All right. Transactions. Mm -hmm. What is your payment history? Well, the payment history is your ability to make payments on a credit account on time. On yeah, a isn't that a history of your transactions? Yeah, it is a history of your transactions. So it's a history of your transactions. Mm -hmm. Okay, your experience, the amount of credit you're using, mm -hmm. the line of credit you're using. Mm -hmm. Well, if Congress says the transactions and the experience, which is the amount of credit you're using at any given point in time, 
are not included on the consumer report. Late payments, utilizations, they're not a factor on your consumer report because they fall under the exclusion section. Right. Then if it's not a part of there, where does a late payment come from on the consumer report? Gotcha. It's a factor of FICO. Mm -hmm. Payment history, utilization, mm -hmm. length of credit history, new credit, mixture of credit. Right. Those are FICO factors. It has nothing to do with your consumer report. Mm. Separate the two, then you can do some damage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is essentially you're saying that these are things because these are things that shouldn't even be on our report anyway. We can leverage this law. Uh, Absolutely. To get them things out of there. I told you, bro. December, I've deleted. Like, we've deleted the most late payment in one challenge. Like, there is no one else. And I can say this with conviction. Let's do it. There is no one else in these streets. Come on now. That's using consumer loss. Come on now. That get the amount of deletions I get per month. I do a challenge every month, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't need to make this stuff up. I got all the testimonials. Mm -hmm. Everything you think you know about credit is a lie. Everything you think you knew or that somebody told you that you cannot get deleted from your credit is a lie. You can delete every single account from your credit if you want to. Every single account? Every single account. Lay payments. We can get that deleted. Student loans, we can get that deleted. Okay. Repossessions. Okay. Evictions. Okay. Bankruptcies. Bankruptcy is so easy, bro. Like, a lot of people don't even know that reporting of bankruptcy actually falls um, under under identity theft. Talk about that. <laughs> Talk about that. Go ahead. Talk about All right. That. So, let, let me break it down. So, 15 U.S.C. 1681b2 mm -hmm. says that a consumer reporting agency can furnish a consumer report under the following circumstances and no other. Mm -hmm. When you go down to number two, it's going to say with written consent from the consumer to whom it relates, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go there, all right, so before a consumer reporting agency can furnish any information, written consent must be given. We know that, right? Okay, boom. When you challenge a bankruptcy on any consumer report, they're going to tell you who supplied that information, whether it be LexisNexis, SageStream, LCI, whoever, right? Now, LCI, which is a transunion company, for those of you who don't know, it is a transunion company, and they are, by definition, a consumer reporting agency. Now, they're going to tell you all that they're data furnishers. But including in the definition of what a consumer report uh, reporting agency is, furnishers of information or data furnishers is also in there. So whether whatever sleazy definition they want to give, <laughs> they still are consumer reporting agency. Mm -hmm. So they go to PACER, public access to court electronic record. Say that again. PACER. It's a it's a government website, an official website where consumer some consumer reporting agencies they go um, data mining mm -hmm. and they go gather information and report it on people. Right? There's no law that says they have to do this, and this is how grimy and sleazy these people are. So they took it upon themselves to go investigate your business on a forum mm. that has nothing to do with them. Right? right? So they go there and, 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 and then they gather information and then they sell it to TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian amongst other smaller consumer reporting agencies. Now, when you write a letter to the clerk of the court, mm -hmm. see, the, when, you, when you ask, hey, do y'all report to the consumer reporting agencies, you're going to get a no. We don't report to the consumer reporting agencies. And if you check on the PACER website, there is nothing on the PACER website that says we provide accurate information. And if you ask the clerk of the court to certify under penalty of perjury that the information on PACER is 100% accurate and they are making a sworn oath under law under penalty of perjury, you will never get a response. Mm. There, there is no guarantee or certification or any form of proof to say that the information on PACER is 100% accurate, right? See, accuracy means all values correct. All values correct mean if there's an I 
it needs to be dotted. If there's a T, it needs to be crossed. Everything must be in compliance and must be accurate. And there's a stamp and a seal saying that we here at PACER certifies that all the information we provide is 100% accurate mm -hmm. and we are firm behind what we say, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's giving that assurance that this information has maximum possible accuracy, yes? Right. You will never find that. So when you ask for that, you probably won't get a response. Now, when LexisNexis says, oh, the information is verified, well, what does verified mean? It means that you did an investigation and the the findings is that the report that you have or that you're given is accurate based on the source that you got it from. Mm -hmm. Well, if the source can certify or verify the accuracy of the information, how can you say the information is accurate? Mm -hmm. See, and remember, a consumer reporting agency can only furnish a consumer report with written permission. Mm -hmm. Go to 15 U.S.C. 1681Q. 15 U.S.C. 1681Q? Q. This is new. I've never heard of this one. Obtaining information under false pretenses. All right. So you want me to just go? go? Please go ahead and read it. It's not uh, a long time. Yeah, it's very short. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very short. Any person who knowingly and will willfully any person what does a person mean person if we go here it's a hyperlink so the term person means any individual partnership corporation, corporation. trust we can stop there corporation yes sir what is equifax wells Fargo, corporation all of them corporations, corporations right all right continue. i just want i just want to make sure we just want to make we sure we just want to make sure all right this is this 15 usc 1681 q right so any person right so that means person equifax mean Correct. That means Wells Fargo. Mm -hmm. That means Santander. All of them. All of them. LCI, Lexus, Nexus, mm -hmm. all of them. Person. Mm -hmm. So any person who knowingly and willfully obtains information on a consumer from a consumer reporting agency under false pretenses shall be fined under Title 18, imprisoned for not more than two years or both. Okay. So it says obtain under false pretenses. Mm -hmm. Right? So we know that... Lexus, Nexus, SageStream, LCI, those are all consumer reporting agency, right? And before a consumer reporting agency can furnish a consumer report, written permission must be given. Mm -hmm. So before, like before TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian can get a consumer report or a report from Lexus, Nexus, they need to show them or provide that permissible purpose document where I, Doreen, gave um, Experian mm -hmm. permission to go to LexisNexis to get that report. Mm -hmm. This is in their laws. Mm -hmm. Now, if you cannot provide that documentation, well, what does that mean? It means now someone stole my identity because you did what? Um, 18 U.S.C. 1028A. Let's do it. 18 USC 1028 A. See, there's another new one. I've never heard of this one before. This is aggravated identity theft, right? Mm -hmm. From the beginning. Mm -hmm. Whoever, during and in relation to any felony enumerated in subsection C, knowingly transfers, possesses, or uses or without uses. There you go. Without lawful authority, mm -hmm. a means of identification of another person. Stop right there. Okay. A means of identification of another person. Mm -hmm. Well, how did TransUnion get the information on me from LexisNexis if they didn't use an identification of me to get the information that they got under false pretenses because they never had permissible purpose? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see the bulb going off. The bulb is going <laughs> off, ladies and gentlemen. And like that, one, two, three, like clockwork, we're getting that thing off of there. So is it really a bankruptcy or is it really identity theft? Come on, man. You better make me throw this phone. <laughs> you better make me throw this phone. I'm just saying sometimes one, we got to think. Once again, these are the, the laws that are made available to the public. I, I, I wrote, didn't have to pay I this. wrote none of that. This this isn't you. You didn't put nope, this on this website. Nope. I wish I, I would have been making Walter, did you put this on this website? Did you? No. The, the producer did not. This is, this is, this That's is law. That's their law. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just saying. Ladies and gentlemen, is it really bankruptcy or is it identity theft? Come on now, listen. And like you said, the bankruptcy for some people is one of the tallest things, the hardest things you get off a credit report. But for you, you basically saying no. We can get that thing off there. One, two, three. 
Just like that. Well, when we know that an account is an identity theft account or an account that rose from identity theft, mm -hmm. scroll on over to 15 U.S.C. 1681 C2. Here we go. 15 U.S.C. 1681 81 C2. C2. Let's see what we got here. This is block of information resulting from identity theft. Mm. So A. Please go ahead. So except as otherwise provided in this section, a consumer reporting agency shall block the reporting of any... They shall what? They shall block. They shall what? Block. Okay. All right. The reporting of any information in the file of a consumer that the consumer identifies as information that resulted from an alleged identity theft not later than four business days after the date of receipt by such agency of... Do you keep going? You can stop there. Okay. Sure. So if the law say they shall block it... Get that thing out of there. What... What bankruptcy are we talking about? Right. What bankruptcy? Go ahead. Come on now. Keep going? Yeah, go ahead. So, no, no, no. The next one. We, we oh, got, we, that, we, we, we got yeah, that bankruptcy listen, deleted, bro. I, I want the bankruptcies out of there. You said we could delete anything. This is. I want to touch on another, because I, I know we have to get you out of here. I want to touch on one more account that's very popular. I feel like every time I bring this account up, you <laughs> laugh. Can we talk about, I don't know if, I'll let you choose. Should we talk about student loans or should we talk about child support? I'll let you choose. Um... So let's do child support. Let's do child people support. don't really comprehend the, the fraud behind child support. Let's do that. Um, student loans is easy to get deleted. Like one of my students got 56 student loans deleted about two weeks ago. Like easy work, light work. Let's talk about child support. So <clears throat> child support. Let's do it. See, one of the biggest lies we were told is that child support exists. Now, for some of you who don't know, um, there was a case law by a Supreme Court judge. Let me find my phone. Let's do it. have it up. And this, this court um, ruled that it child support is unconstitutional. Interesting. I've never heard that before. All right. I'm going to put you all onto some games. Let's do it. Let's see. I'm getting, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps. Child support. Come on now. Unconstitutional by Supreme Court. Right? So. Where is it? more now ladies and gentlemen the mm -hmm. credit hero not playing taking his time pulling the articles this is no fluff no games no gimmicks this so the first game. thing before before i think this person is let me see if this is it let's go the first thing i want some of you guys to know is that child support right child support child support is not a right mm -hmm. and if you guys look up blessings versus freestone um okay that's a case law okay right blessings versus freestone y'all will see that child support offers no individual right to no one and that the custodial parent or the child are not the intended beneficiaries of child support child support was enacted to reward the states mm -hmm. right this 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 child support thing funds pensions for judges and these people on the states right so if you also look up um, We Hunt versus Ledbetter, Goodness gracious. Okay. it's going to say that child support intended benefit mm -hmm. was to reward the states for their child, for, um, for their child support collection um, efforts. Mm -hmm. So when, you, when, when people think that the baby mama or the baby daddy <laughs> or whoever is, is the recipient mm -hmm. or, or, or they are the, 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 oh, you know, you're supposed to get child support because child support is a right. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. The court said child support is not a right. And first of all, child support was never enacted for the custodial parent or the child. It was for the state and the U.S. Treasury, mm -hmm. right? And the unconstitutional thing that I'm looking for... Where is it? I wish you had more time to find it. Officers in the bar to scheme. Nope, not that one. Ah, Minnesota. There we go. Got it? Yep. Let's yep, rock. Yep. All right. The state of Minnesota, right? Mm -hmm. So the state of so order. Establishing transit rule for child support. So the state of Minnesota, um, the court document is C4, 
dash nine nine dash four oh four. You guys can look it up. We say, won't it, have... say it again. Say it again. So it's um the state of Minnesota in a Supreme Case Court, mm-hmm. um C four dash nine nine dash four oh four, right? And this the court held that the current structure and the administrative child support um process violates the constitution and is therefore deemed unconstitutional. Mm. There is no constitutional right for child support. It is one of the biggest fraud in America. This man came need not come to play. Goodness gracious, <laughs> full of court cases. So yeah, it's right. Anybody can go look it up. It's um and it's we said it's blessings versus no no that one is different. Blessings versus Freestone is that there is no right mm-hmm. to child support. No parent you can't say oh I have a right for child support. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Blessings versus Freestone says no, you don't. Okay. And if we're talking about oh well. Child support was for the mom or the dad. Nope. Weehan versus Ledbetter said that child support was created for the state and to reward its agents for successfully collecting child support. It's not for people. It's a whole pension fund that's being funded off of child support. And what is the court case? Is C4? The court num the court case number. If they type into Google child support declared unconstitutional by Minnesota, mm-hmm. it will come up. Um, it's going to say State of Minnesota in Supreme um, Court. The docket number, I believe, is C4-99-404. They can go read it for themselves. And essentially, this is this is a court case that we can, if we have a child support, because a child support similar to a bankruptcy is a public record. Mm-hmm. So that's a court case that we can use or leverage. To dismiss getting... a child support, correct. It's unconstitutional. There is no right for child support. There is no right for child support. It was not created for the parent. It was not created for the child. And there is absolutely no law that says any living human being have to support the United States Treasury because that was the intended purpose of why child support was created. We've gotten many child support deleted. You know you're making some lawyers sweat right now, right? They can sweat all they want. Go, <laughs> go read some stuff. Go, go read some you're stuff. You're making some lawyers sweat right and now, you fake man. judges that they have doing those administrative processes, they are not judges. Come on now. These fake judges and fake administrators, these are agents. These are contractors. Mm-hmm. These fake people in these fake roles, like, I'm not saying that you're not supposed to take care of your child. Mm-hmm. Like you, you like shout out to my guy, um, um, Amin Osiris. This is one of his lines. You know, you made them in private. Go take care of them in private, mm-hmm. right? So, w- w- where does a court? W- w- was the judge and the lawyer inside the bedroom where they like, <laughs> where they counting strokes? Like, where they holding the sheet up? Where they shining the light? <laughs> So, so, like, where does, like, no, like, where, 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 sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Like, where, where, where does it come from that now, because baby mama don't like the fact that um you've moved on, she's going to slap you with child support, and you know what's even crazy? A man gets hit with child support, right? Mm-hmm. But what happened when he finds out the child isn't his? Yeah. That's Nothing happens. Yeah. Right? 13 years invested. 13 years invested. Finally, a DNA test was done. The child is not yours. You've paid all this money into the system for child support. Mm-hmm. What was that? Was that charity? Are you going to get reimbursed? No. I've, I've never heard of it. Never happened. Right? These moms, like, I'm not saying that everybody is sleazy, mm-hmm. but for those sleazy people that are doing it uh, as they're weaponizing. Mm-hmm. They're weaponizing these things and using them for their own benefit. An example: Kanye is paying two hundred thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. for child support. What child need two hundred thousand dollars a month? A very expensive one. <laughs> what child? Right. Right. And at the same breath, another child is getting four hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why can one child survive off of $400 a month, but another one can't survive unless they're getting $200,000 a month? Mm. Well, see, the state and the child support agency and all these crooks, they're getting a cut. 
Right. That cut feeds a pension plan. Mm -hmm. So the judges, they get rewarded. The agents, they everybody involved in child support, apart from the person paying it, gets benefited. Right. So how is that legal if you go in a court or an administrative process and the people that's issuing the order already have a financial interest invested in them issuing you child support? Mm -hmm. You're going in at a, at a disadvantage. Right. They already have a financial interest in there. So to me, that is a biased case. Mm -hmm. But hey, you know, I'm the credit here. This, right? this man is just, I'm, I'm just We saying. might have to switch it to the credit lawyer, brother. You just came in here. My, my man, Doreen Johnny Cochran. Goodness <laughs> gracious, brother. No, I mean, it's always a blessing to have you on here, brother. You always give game on top of game on top of game. And uh, we, we have, we, eventually, we're going to have to do a three-hour episode and just let you rock. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to have to happen. <laughs> I know we have to get you out of here. One more time, tell the people, of course, where they can find you and tell them about your challenge so we can... Yeah, 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 out. for sure. So um, I did something special like I always do for your audience. Let's do it. Um, I know your audience have gotten a lot of my eBooks. Yes, they have. So I created a, a course. Let's do it. I created a course for them now. Um, the course, it's only $97, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're going to get the course and you're going to get three eBooks. Um, so it's the Credit Hero Special. Mm -hmm. All right. I think I should call it the Marvin Francois Credit Special. Let's do it. I don't know yet. Like, we'll figure, we'll, 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 <laughs> either way, it's going to be on but the screen way, in the description. We're going to have a link down here, right? Mm -hmm. So all you guys got to do is click the link um, below. I'm doing a challenge. Everybody that gets the Credit Hero credit special, I should call it the Doreen and Marvin credit special. There you go. That's Let's what I'm going to call it. There you go. There we go. So everybody right now that clicks the Marvin and Doreen credit special, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to get a course. You're not just getting an ebook anymore. You're getting a mini course. Mm -hmm. This course should assist you with getting some of your deletions off, right? And for everybody that takes the offer, you will get a free general admission ticket to my challenge that's coming up February 20 to 24. Come on now. So all you guys got to do, I got a new text number. I, don't, I haven't memorized it yet. It's all right. Let's go. Give it to him. So text the word um what is the word credit so text the word credit to 917-993-5238 so text the word credit to 917-993-5238 and you're going to get the Doreen and marvin credit special let's go and remember for everyone for everyone that gets the special you will also get a free ticket for general admission to the challenge so, Marvin, if you have 100,000 people watching this right now, Come on now. there's a 100,000 free general admission ticket. Let's rock. I love it. So, that's to give them the best experience they can get, but also to show you guys that you really can delete anything from your credit. So, for everyone that gets everything um, that we're offering right now, like in the link below, or if you text the number, um, the 917 993 Five two three eight mm -hmm. to get the Marvin and Doreen credit special. You will get a general admission ticket. And the cool thing about this is, if they get like a VIP or no, not VIP. If they get an ultra ticket, they get a second ticket for free that they can give to someone. Beautiful. Oh, you oh you rolling out the red carpet? It's, it's February. No um, for it, it's 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 getting the information out there, bro. Right. And being impactful and mm -hmm. changing lives. So I'll send you over all the descriptions. Let's do it. All the links, all the stuff. Let's go. Just look in the description below, guys. Click the more. Sometimes it's hidden and It'll you got to click more. Yep. You got to click more because you'll only see one line at the top. Just click more. You'll see everything drop down. And when you text um, credit to 917 Two, three, eight. Mm -hmm. You will also get the offer. And bro, like, dude, bro, there's so much stuff I want to say, bro. Let's rock, man. Listen, my brother. First of all, it's always a pleasure to have you on. You know what we could do? Talk to me. We could do a webinar. Oh come on, you give me, you get, you give me goosebumps, yeah. brother. We give me goosebumps, brother. Yeah. We might have to make it happen. Yeah, we could do a webinar, and all the stuff that we can't like. The episodes Just, are long. Yeah, we, we, have, we might have to do a three-hour webinar live yeah. on YouTube for the audience. Yeah, If you want to see us do a live webinar, two-hour, three-hour webinar, we just give away all the game. In the comment section, put Let's Go. Just it. That's it. Just put Let's Go. Have them put Webinar. Just put webinar. Yeah, because then we can know. Now then we'll, who yeah, wants put in, in the if you want to see us do a live webinar three hours, just 
talking about how to delete every and every any and every account from top to bottom. Just put the word webinar in the comment section, yeah. and we'll make it happen. And we'll live stream it so in real time you guys can ask yeah, us and questions. We're gonna do it in real time. In real time, so you can ask us questions while we're break giving down the game on top of game on top of game on top of game. My guy, Dorani Lavante, <laughs> it's always a pleasure. And thank you to each and every single person at home that watched this. And if you haven't already, what are you doing? Listen, just take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now. Just go ahead, slap the like button, mm -hmm. and subscribe to the channel for more content like this. And of course, tap into my guys. Ma uh, 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 delete uh, all ma mastering deleting of derogatory challenge February 20th February 20th and make sure you get the bundle as well all of that information will be in the description and it's also going to be watermarked on the episode as well yep. listen always a pleasure to have you come through as always, y'all really got me heated on that child support. Let's go, man. <laughs> we we gonna have to circle. really got me heated on this We're going to have to circle support. back to it on the webinar, man. Let's go. Look, y'all have been good. We've been great. This has been amazing. As always, thank you and God bless. We're out. Peace.